0: Ever feel like there's more to life than meets the eye? Ever feel there's more to yourself than you give credit for? Like there's a deeper truth, a wellspring of love that connects us all? Welcome to the Human Spirit Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony. This podcast is about exploring the common spark within us all, that place within that holds a deeper sense of truth and love. And hopefully this podcast can become your sanctuary, a place to cultivate that inner flame. Together, we'll listen to a multiplicity of stories and practices from others on this journey. Those who are curious and wish to understand themselves and the world. At its core, this podcast is about adventure and character building so that we can unite as one family in this vast and miraculous universe. Thank you for tuning in. And now, I'm to interrupt the podcast with one of our beautiful guests. I'm here today with the lovely Liv, uh, one of my dear friends. She's a psychologist, uh, someone who aims to bridge the gap between the spiritual realm and the material world, also known as the Western culture and Eastern culture um, through philosophy and psychology. Um, And so we're here to discuss exactly that, the practical tools and how to actually um, link those two sides of psychology together. So I guess you wanna tell the audience a bit more about what you do. So your background in psychology, your history with and experience with Eastern philosophy um, and Eastern practices like meditation and kund- Kundalini yoga. Um, and then also maybe tell them like who exactly your clientele is, like who are you helping? And so, um, if that resonates with certain people in the audience, they might actually yeah be able to seek you out.
1: Yeah, of course. So my background in psychology started when I left high school, uh, jumped straight into university and studied seven years straight, uh, really knowing that I wanted to serve and help people in this way. But I've always been so passionate about understanding human behavior, understanding how to really tap into our uh, limitless possibility and potential. So that led me on a journey initially wanting to do sports psychology. Uh, got, got to third year undergrad and did an an elective on organisational psychology. So that was it for me. I got into honours, studied my butt off, (laughs) really dedicated so much of my life to then also get into my master's straight after of organisational psychology and... Essentially, being in that space after I finished two years of masters, I went into corporate as a consultant psychologist working in mental health and well-being. So part of organizational psychology is working with teams, uh, looking at the strategy, which I really love, and from, from the top, looking down through the layers of a business and seeing what's working, what's not, psychological safety, risks. And that was a big eye opener to realize that a lot of us don't have the mm. skills or awareness, uh, to hold space, I say, but mental health skills mm. and awareness. So that's still a, a big passion of mine. Uh, however, I quickly learned corporate, the space wasn't, wasn't for me. Um, uh, the full time gig, I burnt out quite quickly. Even though I practice my meditation every morning and exercise and ate well. And yeah, it was a big eye-opener in that way uh, to how I work. And I need freedom, autonomy, because I'm very creative. So I need a lot of rest for that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so after leaving that and learning so much and also working in leadership development, so working with leaders and more in the background for, for that space, I uh, – quit, didn't know what I was doing, <laughs> I just needed a break and then uh, my business, awakened, Mind Body Spirit, just dropped in and from there I moved into the clinical and private setting, working with pediatricians, specifically children and, and teens, so from six years of age to about 18 and I did a lot around ADHD, autism diagnoses uh, and quickly learned. The medical Western side in in that space, which yeah, I, I really saw the gap there in terms of Eastern philosophy being missed and the value that it provides, particularly with medication and how doctors are trained to provide that as a intervention. Um, however, not seeing long-lasting results and seeing a lot of symptoms and um, side effects from kids taking medication and Mm. them not eating enough or their moods. So from there, I uh, really wanted to jump into my own thing officially. So, yeah, this this year I uh, started – Fully on my own, and have been working with children from the age of six, teenagers, and adults as well. So, I work with a lot of parents, and the challenges that my clients come with all vary. But what I love about being an integrative psychologist is uh, being able to play with so much in the healing process because I believe. The healing process involves looking at the mind, the body, and the spirit. We're not separate from those things, and traditional psychology um, has typically looked at the psychology, the mind. Where now it's moving more into psychotherapy techniques, which is linked with somatic psychology. So looking into the body and and uh, chronic pain, and moving through emotions within the body to help heal. And grow and and tap into that limitless possibility and potential.
0: Yeah, that's pretty well uh, eloquently put. And I love that too. Um, but to add to that, right, like I – so I went and study health science. Yeah. I also went to study uh, sports psychology, advanced sports psychology. Mm. Um, so did a couple of units in that. Um, and one of the – say an error, but to define error, I mean – the root word of error means to wander off the path. Mm. So not to make a mistake, but to, to come back to your line, right? So mm. um, I realized that an, an error I had made when I was younger was actually not pursuing psychology or philosophy mm. um, and pursuing sports science because I was athletic at the time. and That's mm. where I got the social affirmation. Um, but something I also noticed was that the word psychology, psyche means soul, and, um, but psychology is the study of the mind. So there's a misinterpretation or misconception of the actual word itself, and so it's kind of um, uh, uh, like diluted in some sense. And so, we're actually not in Western culture. Not to say that we don't have elements that are practical and useful in today's society, but we don't fully understand how psychology, as in terms of the psyche, is a holistic point of view, uh, a holistic medicine. Mm-hmm. I say. So, what I'm curious about, though, as well, is you said like you you noticed in the western culture so organizational psychology and, and and workplaces there was something missing so what do you think was missing and how does eastern philosophy and your study within that actually fill that gap
1: yeah really cool question and uh, reflection as well also love the meaning of psychology dropping you, you that heard that, before? that wisdom yeah you mentioned it <laughs> but just hearing that again is like ooh
0: it yeah, it's a struggle.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what I noticed, the gap, mm, how to put this into words, one second. The first thing that comes to me is presence, our mm. ability to be here. And by when I say to be here, I mean... <laughs> With all of your senses, nose, eyes, taste, ears, touch, and heart. I I say there's six senses. Yeah, six. Yeah. And to really, yeah, absorb all the details in your environment and make those small moments, as we call it, uh, big moments, because all the small moments – big moments and thinking where you are now, whoever's listening, where you are has come from a lot of small moments put together. So realising that that has been lost in our Western modern world uh, has been confronting. I've moved through that, of course, but realising the modern society of the pace and the doing and the masculine uh mm of getting things done, has been overrided or really uh, celebrated more than the rest, than the creativity, than the beingness of the feminine side, which is the presence. So within within, uh, my work as a consultant, that pace uh, was quite... Uh, intense for me at times particularly because there was no rest in between so i'd finish a massive project and then be expected to just jump straight on another one and two days on a weekend was apparently Mm -hmm. the rest but you know i have grocery shopping i have to (laughs) clean the house and i have a partner i have family i'm a sister i'm a best friend i also have a life so yeah (laughs) yeah <laughs> yeah. Um, collaborative creative partners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Collaborative creative partners. Anthony says. Uh, so that was really hard to just switch off and rest. And as humans, we need time after exerting so much. So the fact that that was missed was really hard for me to keep up with, and so much of my team burnt out so quickly as well. But you know, people just push on, mm. and I was never okay with that. Because that's where illnesses come from, inflammation in the body. So, like stress. Yeah, stress. Yeah. So, stress. We just throw that word around, or you know, I'm feeling stressed or overwhelmed. And here and there, that's that's totally okay. We need we need a bit of stress. That's called eustress, uh, which a little bit of stress is good for our growth. So, like to get out of bed. We need a little stress in our body for us to get out of bed and exercising is part of producing that eustress. However, in terms of working constantly and not resting enough to counteract and, well, to rest, like re- rejuvenate, sorry, that's where disease really comes from because we're out of balance. So back to being in the do-do-do mode, essentially we, we need to st- stay as best as we can in balance and harmony Mm -hmm. from my view and my experience in life so back to the workplace that was definitely not seen and I didn't want any any more to do with that because my relationships were suffering with myself firstly and then with those I love I just wasn't present in my life and I was getting sick often like constant colds And all of a sudden I realized I don't want to live like this and follow the norm of climbing a ladder to get X amount each year while helping, of course, but I still have my goals and desires as a human because I'm a human too. So then working with pediatricians as a contractor – seeing the gap, too, of turning patients in and out, like coming in next and really filling the books. And I know that demand is there. However, it felt the humanness wasn't there in the way of service, um, specifically where I I was. And the quick fix is what really disrupted me in the Western world is – people really wanting the band-aid solution and thinking of popping a pill will just solve a problem but and i'm getting goosebumps now from a young age there's always underlying meanings and i've i'm on a quest and with my business awaken my body spirit it's all about coming to the fire not treating the smoke only which are the symptoms so a lot of a lot of us just look at the symptoms and want to get rid of those, but where's the fire coming from? How can we find the fire to to heal it all together? Mm. And with that mission that I'm on, I've learned incorporating Eastern philosophy has been so beautiful to, to blend in in terms of coming back to presence, coming back to the here and now through tools such as uh, we, we say mindfulness, meditation, but even with that, there's so much stigma around that, so there's room to unpack um what that can look like for people and really stripping back. It's making things more simple than what they seem.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Did I answer that?
0: Yeah. 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 That makes a lot of sense. And, um, I felt quite the same way with yeah. my work. I used to work at Telstra. Um, I've had a couple of different jobs actually, yeah. and, um, I was always trying to assimilate into those, but I just felt like a pretty strong pull. Uh, to, it's more towards Eastern philosophy too, uh, and having that freedom uh, to connect with spirit as well. And so there's a certain way of doing business, you know, um, not just the, the quick fix, you know, like all those things you mentioned, um, they're ignorant of, of spirit. And by ignorant, I mean, they're just unaware of. And um, how I how I actually look at, like yeah. the world, you know, left hemisphere, right hemisphere. So West and East, right. I also look at it in terms like, you know, fractal. So as the mind, mm. the brain. So we have like, this is a very general, general concept. but It's like, you have the left, you have logical, you have right, which is feminine. You have masculine, masculine, feminine. So you could look at Western cultures, masculine, Eastern cultures, feminine. Mm. Something that I learned that you might be aware of as well was like, if you have left hemispheric damage, mm. uh, In a right hemisphere, you can still function. You can control both sides of the body. If you damage the right hemisphere here, Mm -hmm. meaning you only have have a left, you only can recognize one side of the body. Mm -hmm. And another interesting thing that I was looking into was like, well, masculine is defined by straight lines. Mm -hmm. So when you look at a male, you know, straight jaw, um, broad shoulders, like an attractive male has strong lines, essentially. And a square is a very masculine shape, right? And I also feel like Western culture is quite square. <laughs> but, uh, and then feminine is that curves. So what's attractive in a female is curved lines, a curved body. Um, there's, an, there's an elegance to that. And also, in terms of the psychology behind Western, so let's talk about Christianity and Judaism, right? It's linear. So there's a, it's, a, it's also the, the philosophy is linear too, and then in Eastern culture, the philosophy is circular in terms of like, there's actually reincarnation. So it's funny how like, actual shapes can play into the psychology of, mm. of what we think and what we perceive. And a circle can goes full circle, so it sees everything. It has a 360 view where uh, uh, a straight line is 180 degrees. It's only half. So my theory is that by, it's not that the masculine is wrong. And it's not that it should be um, unseen or or dismissed. It's that by taking a feminine foundational point of view, that you get a holistic service, a holistic way of being, as opposed to half of being. So the feminine can see both. It understands both. Where the masculine only sees the masculine, because it's so focused on its task. It's very goal-orientated. And I think that's what's showing up in culture too. Um, Yeah. So for me, for me, story is what you mentioned, um, how like they're like single events split through time, uh, and story most, well, every story actually to tell a good story, it comes full circle. There's a beginning place of the story and then there's like a transformation and then you end up back in the same place, but you end up back in the same place transformed. So you you go full circle. And so when I look at my life as well, I I view it in a spiral or a circular pattern. So there's certain patterns I'm, that are reoccurring in my life. There's a certain narrative. There's a certain theme, but everything's connected through this narrative and storyline. And so I'm wondering, like, how do you? What's your What's your actual belief around your own? I guess your own philosophy that you've cultivated through life. Are uh, you, you like, you're taking on Christian beliefs? Are you taking on now uh, Buddhists? Are you taking on Hindu Like with the combination of, are you creating your own? And how do you think, like, how do you think we can also, because my belief is that if we create our own narrative, and our own structures, we understand how stories work and we have the tools to create this. Mm-hmm. We think we can then create something of meaning that we all have shared values from. And for me, that's love. I think love is at the the, the centerpiece of that. Mm-hmm. And so, as you said, the, the heart
1: yeah. uh, as
0: the sixth sense, yeah. um, it's, actually nonsense as well it doesn't make any sense so love makes no fucking sense (laughs) it actually doesn't you don't know why you do things like that you love you just do it because you love it so it actually is nonsense it doesn't it's it's a it's still that is your sixth sense so i want to i guess unpack like what's your what belief have you been cultivating this entire time because i feel like there's been something that you've been working on being a psychologist and um diving into these things and being so open and curious so yeah
1: Yeah, again, hitting me with just viable questions. I love (laughs) it. Thank you. Uh, By the way, I love I love juicy questions. It just
0: gets me so excited. I'm like, yes. (laughs) I bet you're the same, yeah. Oh yeah, I'm I'm waiting for you to. uh, And this is this is you're being interviewed here, though. So uh, Uh, so I have to contain my like desire to go on (laughs) tangents. Oh
1: no, we don't need to contain. Okay, we can draw some lines. I'll jump in. So you mentioned um, seeing me on a mission and my vision as to what I'm doing and what's really connected me was that?
0: Yeah, I'd say like more your philosophies, so like what's your understanding of yourself, like who do you believe you are? How has your, I guess, the belief system that you grew up with molded and changed whilst diving into Eastern philosophy? So like, how are you combining these two paradoxical? Narratives mm. to formulate your own narrative if you are formulating your own narrative, which I believe everyone is in some way. Mm. And then how does that shape who you are and what you do for work? Okay, let's start with the first one. <laughs> Might have to ask you again. We'll yeah. see how we go. We'll
1: see how we go. Yeah. So my own belief system. Mm. Mm. As you beautifully said we're constantly evolving and with the circle and the spiral we constantly spiral so we're on a journey that yeah we set certain goals or certain aspirations and then we achieve them and then we set more so at the base of our evolution I really believe from an equal view so if we all zoom out for a second it's Elevating consciousness on the planet, consciousness being energy, being uh, what's not seen to the physical eye of the human body, but what's felt. It's it's noticing the subtleties in the day-to-day, and that comes back to the power of presence, to be Mm -hmm. able to notice those subtleties, which is the beauty in the world. So the way I – from – when I was young, as a kid, and all beautiful kids, I, I love kids so much in general, and working with kids because they bring such innocence, and they're such incredible teachers for adults who have lost their way in terms of the play in life and the beauty in life. Because kids are just so open and clear, and wow, look at that butterfly! Mm. Look at, look at this beautiful bird or look at this flower and they stop and they pick it up, they're not racing from A to B and of course when we're, when we're adults we, we aspire to achieve things and build things and I really love that uh, part of us being a human and seeing people who are really dedicated to that uh, so cho- children are our greatest teachers because of the way they see the world, to their innocence, their playfulness, their purity uh, of just really being open and caught and excited about such, as adults, Mm. some may see it as small things, but really significant things Mm. that, um, well, coming back to when I was a kid, I was obviously – the same and keeping that essence throughout my teenage years uh, I'd, I'd like to say that I I have been able to keep that however at times it was lost and when I say keep that in terms of uh, stripping back so part of my belief in integrating the left and right brain and uh, eastern and western philosophy is a constant cycle of Learning, absorbing, exploring uh, yourself, exploring the world, and then emptying, a dying, like a mm-hmm. death, yep. and a rebirthing. And that's the circle and the cycle of life. So, throughout my journey, uh, connecting back to land, back to earth, nature, has been such a gift to drop more into my feminine, to drop more into my right brain uh, and drop out of the norm of that constant doing that I mentioned earlier and connecting back to our ancestors and how they lived in such, yeah, more simple ways with a lot less than what we have now. And by honouring those traditions, very simply, it's I'm not saying I do massive rituals and ceremonies every day it's 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 even a recognition of sitting on the grass and and looking at the trees and saying mm-hmm. hi to the trees which I do often and and the birds knowing that they're living as well and they're not separate from me so I guess to try to put that all together with the belief uh, from an eagle view is Everything's connected. Nothing is separate. So, mind, body, spirit. If there's something happening in the body, then that's also linked to the spiritual realm as well. And zooming out even more, where he to elevate consciousness. In in my opinion, to elevate, to evolve, personal evolution. Good podcast, for you. Uh To evolve ourselves and by evolving ourselves, we evolve our uh, collective, we evolve our society and then that floods to, well flows, feels better than flood, to our generations to come. Mm. So pausing on that, it's, yeah, coming back to really simple principles as to why we're here, which we often forget, right? Right. Yeah. It's yeah, yeah. it's like we can get so caught up in, oh I've got to achieve this and do this and buy this house and get married and have a child and then but if we just like take a second and breathe and realise we're also an animal, Homo sapien, just like a bird. <laughs> just more advanced. Sound
0: <laughs> quite Aussie that. Just like a bird.
1: <laughs> we are, and if if we <laughs> remember that in our day to day, it's actually like, whoa, like, can be so hard on ourselves and obviously that comes from other conditioning which I've noticed growing up uh, which can be a strength but without going down that path it's back to the present it's back to uh, stripping it making it simple Mm. and following your heart in terms of moving forward in life but with the belief it's faith so faith in the cycles, faith In Mother Earth and how she constantly provides for us, we have endless amounts of food where we are in Australia with such gratitude for that, also knowing not everyone has that, which is another topic on uh, collective trauma. We can do another episode on that. I've (laughs) been following Thomas uh, Hubel for a few years and yeah. He's expanded my mind. In okay. I haven't way.
0: heard much of him. I've done, I've done a lot of like Gabo um, Mate oh, yeah. sort of stuff and Jung, obviously, yeah. but not so much familiar with Thomas.
1: Yeah, well, mm. let's park that. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, we can dive into no, it now. No. In a no, 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 it's cool. Uh, so
1: with the belief that we are nature ourselves, it's not go out and sit in nature, like realizing you are nature, and you're an organism, you're not separate from the earth, you've come from the earth, evolved. Mm. Living in that way has really helped me and I catch myself still because I'm human and that energy of the rat race and the mind, the ego wanting, the desire has swept me at times. However, now I feel I'm at a place where I have my tools and they're constantly growing there's never an end point of oh I'm done cool mm-hmm. because naturally as the earth grows and a seed sprouts into a flower and then that dies goes back to the earth to nurture the earth with minerals that cycle we mm-hmm. two are the same so we're designed to constantly evolve back to our higher purpose of evolving mm-hmm. so even if someone tried to just live in Mexico by the beach and do nothing and retire at 20 years old, they would get bored. They'd want to figure something else out to do. And, yeah, I really believe that. So uh, back to the the belief and the higher purpose – flowing with it trusting in the cycles trusting in the seasons every season has the energy but learning that because that has been missed in the western philosophy Mm. and that's what eastern philosophy also beautifully brings yeah in terms of yeah the different areas of life
0: yeah no well put i there's a lot to uncover there and um a few things I want to dive into is like a little later on is the actual tools that you use. Mm -hmm. So like the audience can walk away with like, okay, like what's some practical things I can do to, to incorporate more of these Eastern traditions and their practices. Mm -hmm. Um, But I wanted to go on a bit of a journey here with you. Um, You said cycles. I completely agree. So again, circular, pattern and things come and go the death and rebirth, but also the four seasons. And so something that um, I love it, you look, it's in Western culture too. I just think we've kind of forgotten it as well. And um, it's living with the season. So there's a time to harvest food. There's a time to be more active. Mm-hmm. There's a time to be more at rest. Mm-hmm. So like the nine to five or our, our style of living isn't actually adapted to seasons. It's adapted to a, an economical sort of calendar, right? So it's about the financial season. So I think it's about shifting our, our calendar and shifting – um, it back to something a bit more primal, and I think that could actually help society in that way. So, for example, like when the sun heats up the body, when anything heats up, it expands. So you expand more energy, you exert more energy, um, you consume more energy too when you're in summer because there's more fruit available. And in winter, when you co- when you freeze things, it they condense, and so. Um, you keep a bit more quiet, you keep more still. And so that's why I feel like there are tools and techniques to do in certain seasons. And if you can sync your routine with that, so you know maybe I'll journal more in... Um, and So something that I do with my clients is like, yeah, we'll think about the season that we're in. So if it's autumn, let's write a bit more. Let's let things go. Um, let's look at last year and how can we change these things? And then what do you want to cultivate for springtime? What, what's, what can we plant now so we can like we can grow these seeds in spring. Um, and this could be habits like you know, these are metaphorical Beautiful. things. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and then in summer, how do we action these things? You know, mm-hmm. so it's actually getting in tune with this. And, and so you keep this sort of, um, momentum going and this motivation going. So that's something practically that I, that I, um, instill within myself and cli- and clients. Um, so I love the fact that you brought that up. Um, also, you can zoom out massively here in terms of like, okay, what what constellation are we in? Like, you know, that freaking fascinates me. Like, you know, like we had a lot of like societies tracking the stars and stuff like that. And like, you know, we're in the age of Aquarius now. And, you know, so that for me as well was a massive, it's a massive shift because what we're tracking is, I think like, it's a very similar thing to the markets. So the markets track like the emotional, um, the emotional state of the global of of the of the world, right? So it's like we price things in in in, in anticipation of an event happening. So we're always anticipating what's going to happen, and so the market reflects our psychology. And so people that are really good at investing, they will look at human psychology and how that plays out. But that's a very again, it's a very it's a small calendar. But if you look at this over, a, I think it's like a twelve, it's like three thousand years that we go through every every different constellations, something like that, 2,600, I think it is. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, each one of those comes with a different narrative and a different story. So we move from, uh, an, an, air element, we move to an earth element, then to a fire, and mm-hmm. to water. And so we've shifted, if people don't know this, we've shifted into an air, a time of air, which is about creativity, it's about innovation, it's about freedom. And what I find really funny <laughs> is that, uh, well, one, you're starting a business about freedom and myself included. um, but also decentralization, you know? So, like, that's what cryptocurrency is about, by the way. So, like, that's how I bring in spirituality with actual what's happening in technology, you know? So, I think there is a misconception, too, that the spiritual path is just completely ignorant of the, of the of work and your desire, right? I think there's actually a way of combining these two things together, which is marrying and bridging the Eastern and Western philosophy um, and the masculine and the feminine, Um, and coming back to children and play, Mm. I think that's, you've hit the nail on the head there. Like when I think about spirit, I think it's so playful, you know, like it's my little kid coming out and it's fun. And, um, but also the word play, um, is, it has this different element to it. Right. And I think we've, we forget that life is a game, that life Mm. is playful at heart. And that's what you're born with as, Mm. as a child. And we lose that. So it's coming back into that. So, through my journey with spirituality, it's like I got—I guess I got to a point where it's like, yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> there is nothing necessarily to do. There is no set inherent meaning, right? But that gives it all the meaning in the world because you can create that, which is which is pure love and unconditional love and freedom, mm. right? If I just tell you, hey, like live—you go do live your own life and be you—that's mm. complete letting go. That's complete love and freedom at the same time. So. I haven't, I haven't given you a certain purpose. You get to create that yourself. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like consciousness has given that gift to us yeah. in return. It's like, you know what? There is no defined meaning, but that, that the, the fact that you get to create it means it, it makes it way more meaningful because it allows you to be and express your true self. Um, because if there was a, this, uh, a set purpose and set direction, set goal for life, mm-hmm. then only certain people would actually be happy and have a meaningful life. So it has to be that way. It has to have that sort of foundation within. I think a lot of people get stuck in Western culture, our oh, life is, has no meaning, and they just end the thought process there. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, why would it be that way? Why why would it have no meaning? So it's a gift, so it's unconditional love, um, mm-hmm. as any parent would give you, any mother, and you know. So... Um, mm-hmm once you understand that it's like okay well now i actually i can go to my nine to five job i can start a business because you know why not because of some serious thing that i want to do but because i simply want to play i want to play this game and i want to And the if i tap into that element of spirit and i can i can add that to my work and add that to my vocation it's not even work anymore becomes vocation which is like love Mm -hmm. then how crazy is that like you know i get to Build technology. You get to fly rocket ships out to space. And it's like, okay, it's not spiritual, <laughs> but it is spiritual because that's what spiritual. That's a, 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 a for me anyway. it is, it's play. That's what spirituality is. It's that element of the inner child as well and uh, exploration and consciousness seeking out self and exploring the universe. And that is exploring consciousness and like exploring ourselves. And you can do that mm. through through Western psychology, which is I feel like is coming back to the spiral. Spirals move two ways. It moves uh, outwards, so mm-hmm. spirals out. And when you look at those things that spin around, you see them all the time, like, what the fuck? It's moving in two directions. It's like, it is. It's like, that's life. It's a paradox. Mm-hmm. It's a complete paradox. So it's like, you can spiral out and move outwards and explore the world and be an adventurer. You can travel. Or you can spiral inwards and you can go through the inward journey. Mm-hmm. And there is no right or wrong, mm-hmm. but there is uh, there is a... Overvalue of one and overvalue of another. So there is a middle path. Yeah. There is the this, the this the 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 like there's the snake between the the, the the center point. So there is a way of living in balance between the yin and the yang and the center of that. So it's like if you're going to explore the outside world, great. Well, have a great intention line that that's inward. If you're going to explore mm-hmm. the inward world, make sure you go out and contribute back to the outside world. And yeah. so that's kind of where I'm at with play. Um, and everything i can see you want to take the mic yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> take the mic yeah. uh i love all that you've shared particularly with the kundalini and the balance between the left and the right the masculine the feminine and the play and even the explanation of spirit that's so beautiful we've got so much stigma in our society with, with those words like spirituality, mindfulness, mm. meditation. People straight away ooh. Yeah ooh, people <laughs> straight away yeah. think, oh headspace apps and I've got to sit and do it a certain way. And uh, I've uh, what I've learnt through through leaders, I also follow like Deepak chopra. Mm. The moment we make something a chore we yeah. lose spirit. We lose play. We lose the essence. When you look at children, there's no chore involved. They're just free and wild. And we also know when you're so much in that space, nothing is really rooted and grounded into into life. So too much of one side. Well, I think that's becoming
0: an adult. Yeah. So becoming an adult yeah. is actually cultivating the inner child within your structured Mm. Self, mm-hmm. So it's the balance between um, mm. the inner child and your adult self with the rules. And so it's very natural for us mm-hmm. to take on the rules in society and conform, but it's also very natural of us to go back and rediscover the inner child. And that's yeah. the garden of Eden yeah. for me. So a garden right, is nature, mm. but it's in a garden. So it's actually also structured. Mm. So it's not wild. It's not like a, a forest. It's mm-hmm. completely different. A forest mm-hmm. is completely, it's a spiritual place. So it's completely, but a garden is way more spiritual because it's the balance between nature and man-made structure.
1: And even when we all sit with a garden and what's required to maintain a garden is to water. It's yeah. Caring. It's resting. It's letting it grow in its own good time. It's not forcing, Mm. which is such a low vibration that all of us can get sucked into. Oh, I've got so many ideas. I just need to make it happen now. It's, That's a lower level of consciousness. The moment we can shift up to a level where life flows through me, and that's where spirit and faith and trust really enables people to take that leap from, I've got to do it all myself, that will, that masculine, which is such a beautiful thing as well, being a human and that primal that Mm. from our ancestors, you know, they had to go hunt, otherwise they'd die. (laughs) Now we have so much at our fingertips that, We, yeah, we have so much opportunity and ability to not be in that space all the time because that's where, one, you drain yourself two you lose your play and you're in a child and, three, become a robot and lack of meaning, really. Mm. That's what the world really needs more of. So back to the integration of the two, oh, I had a really important thing I wanted to share with that. You asked me, that's what it is. Thank you. Uh, you asked me what tools I use. So I'll jump into that. And a key one with integration of left and right, masculine, feminine, is embodiment. And that word you may have seen, heard, but embodiment for me from my experience is The word has body in it it's got an iron on why, but dropping into the body and really allowing yourself to understand who you are. So that inner journey has definitely been more of what I focus on, being an integrative psych, that's obvious. But the more I look inward in my heart, and again, ship away, become present, and feel my body and feel this moment and how my body responds, that's learning our natural intuitive gifts. We all know that, you know, follow your gut, that saying that's thrown around, but really that's your sacral chakra, That's, that's the womb for women and that's the center for us all, regardless if you're male or female, that guides us and that connects with our heart. And hence why nutrition, if we're not eating good food, how the mind uh, and gut affect one another from a really high level. So coming back to embodiment, really learning what works for you in terms of feeling centred. So that feeling of centeredness, that feeling of balance, that peace, it's not hard to know when you're in that. And maybe those who are listening haven't actually felt that for a while and they might be like, oh, I don't know what that feels like. But using very simple tools like sitting by the beach, going for a walk, a 10-minute walk is shown to drop uh, mm. depression, anxiety symptoms, reduce them. Ocean swims, connecting back with nature, playing with a child, see how you feel after to shift uh, that state of go, go, go. So a key one for me has been meditation and that routine, the structure of every morning, but not letting it be a chore. So if I wake up and it feels like I'm forcing myself to sit, I'll let myself be and no, I'll come back to it. Breath is another one. I'm um, just spitballing here. Yeah.
0: yeah. Which sure. is in the moment,
1: <laughs> always checking with your breath. Deeper breaths, belly breaths. So many of and my clients.
0: inspiration. inspiration. Yeah, I, was, I was saying the breath is inspiration, so in spirit. So, breath actually means spirit um, mm-hmm. to inspire, to breathe. To breathe yeah. yeah. So, it is is like the most simplest way um, and probably the most uh, powerful tool that we have um, at hand all the time. But, yeah, I just wanted to add that in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. So, breath, uh, which is within the body, uh, um, movement and presence which is also in the body it's through that experience is the foundation i would say so part of my business mind represents presence as a pillar so with coming back to my clients i really z- zoom into where are they lacking presence and a lot of the time it's um in their life in all areas it's i don't believe you can be only present oh yeah i believe you could be present in one area of your life and ignore the rest if we break up different areas like work relationship health pleasure but what tools do they have to do my clients have to be able to check in with themselves in any moment and with more presence there's more resilience in life it's bouncing back quicker because we know life will throw us challenges because we're here to grow. And we know when we're out of our comfort zone, we grow. <laughs> when we're safe and do the same old thing, we don't grow. We actually get become stagnant like a lake, not an ocean that constantly yeah. flows. So then also spirit in my business, things to play and bringing back things that light you up with joy and things that really, truly matter to you because the more we do things that really we love, that is the compass. And mm-hmm. you've mentioned to me podcasting is what lights you up and I see it in your eyes and we <laughs> talk about it and that's yeah. part of, that's your gift, one of the many. Mm-hmm. Our body is tuning into the somatics of the body healing. Mm. And coming back to having presence, it's one thing to say it, but embodiment is doing the work and when i say doing the work it's creating space to connect with yourself to learn about yourself to see in your day which comes from simple reflection strategies so i post uh fortnightly wednesday we write um posts which which is aimed to encourage more and more of us to make the space to reflect and answer three questions but really, I'd, my honours thesis, um, during my studies, I don't know if I told you, was on, um, how self-reflection builds resilience. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Which I knew then that there was a bigger purpose to, to being partnered with a beautiful academic who's done so much research in resilience, mm-hmm. um, who's come from, uh, working in, in the army specifically as a psychologist but without going there part of my uh, thesis in my honours year was such an eye-opener because I've always been such a reflector so then to put it to writing and the research behind writing it down on a piece of paper and how that uh, helps you one process stressful events adversity that you've been through and to learn from it because we don't often think back and think how we do things differently. I know you and I do. Maybe a lot of the time where we could probably, well, I could turn it down a bit. Thankfully, for my fiance, he's a lot more laid back. That it yeah. <laughs> helps me just, all oh, right, just let it be. I don't need to know why, or I'm yeah. doing the best I can. Like I'm very aware I don't need a nitpick because there's yeah. that line too. Mm-hmm. But reflection is has been such a core cool part of my inner journey and writing and journaling as we call it. But simple questions such as, particularly for those who are lacking, uh, so I'm going really practical here, those who are lacking direction and are wanting to, to know more about what they're doing and getting a job or starting something that's going to serve them, I, I did this um, a few years ago and it really helped me from a coach that I listened to. Um, three questions, one being in your journal at the end of every day, dedicating time. Again, the masculine, ensuring that you are consistent and dis, uh, disciplined with it. First question, uh, what drained me most today? Second... What gave what energized me, and the third, what did I learn about myself? So doing that for thirty days, every day consecutive, and then on the thirtieth day, going back through it all and looking at uh, the theme. Yeah, the themes mm-hmm. overall, and you you see that the things that drain you, if it's constantly the same thing, then taking action. So this is where the integration of the feminine, and the masculine, is is so beautiful because. You're creating that space, you're being with yourself, you're learning more about yourself through simple tools, through practice, through discipline, and then you're making a change. With spirituality, the stigma is people just meditate, and, yeah, there are yogis that live in caves and meditate for all their lives, and that's part of their purpose. But for more modern people and contemporary, I say I'm a contemporary Mm. mystic, Who's here to modern mystic. Modern mystic. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Who's here to uh, be more practical and hands-on in the world in terms of serving is downloading, being in my in my meditation and feeling through my body and in my day-to-day and what's lighting me up, what's not. Being curious, staying in that curiosity and noticing. That's such a key word, noticing for presence, mm. which I didn't mention earlier. But noticing what's happening within you. And then when you come to your journaling practice, writing that down, exploring, yeah, with, with kindness, with love, not needing to know the answer, but oh, okay, I noticed that I felt a bit tense around this person or oh, this sign popped up today. I saw this many numbers in a row and mm. yeah, making a note. No, you'll know you'll love that. Yeah, the numbers. <laughs> and making a note to, yeah, have it there and learn about what's happening and how that's being led if you're curious about that. It doesn't mean you have to do that. Yeah. But coming back to direction, uh, simple questions like those three and reflecting back is helpful for that. Uh, I feel like I've lost where I was going mm.
0: no, no, no. I, I go with that. that. There's, There's just fraction. so much. There's we could lot. just talk There's, for we hours. We could talk for hours. I'm like... Actually, I actually got this massive question now. Which uh, I wish I asked you in the beginning.
1: Yeah. But we, 360.
0: Yeah, for 360, we which was I got time. I don't know if you have time. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, was the very first thing you said right was about the reason you went to Eastern philosophy? Yeah. And to marry this gap is because you want people to fulfill their greatest potential Mm. right so and then I think that's what Uh, we're trying to get to is like well how do we actually fulfill our greatest potential so you do you incorporate eastern practices Mm. uh, combined with the western world so it's having a goal it's having a vision Mm -hmm. and a contribution contribution to society but then how do we actually tap into the potential and potential for me is like it's energy right how do I cultivate the most energy so I'll answer my
1: perspective on this
0: um, and I'll ask you the same thing Um, and I think you're alluding to that with love I think love is that potential so when you're (laughs) in love with something um, which also uh, I just love Alan Watts by the way he's phenomenal so anyone listening and you want to just if you just I think play go out go out and play but (laughs) go listen to Alan Watts and see how playful he is with his words and terminology and his philosophy and he's simply just speaking for the pure enjoyment of it, and um, there's a lot to be learnt through him and through his words. Um, but coming back to love, um, is like if you can find what you love, then you'll be blessed with the energy, and the tools, and signs, and synchronicities in the in the universe. Because what yeah. I what I believe the consciousness wants or it desires, it yeah. desires your greatest potential and so but it also has its intention too and so it's about aligning yourself with your higher self which is the consciousness which is the world and so to fulfill your greatest potential is to align those two things together um and uh and to and yeah and, and to discover what that is so you, you might not know what that is right now like you know it might take you a lifetime to that but the pursuit of discovering what it is that you love um and then once you are acting in that place, and you have so much joy out of that. You're simply just giving, and when you're giving, you also equal exchange of energy. You're then receiving as much, and so um, there's something about that. And you might not be rich and successful in terms of having a, a whole lot of money, but I feel like a lot of people that I speak to that have a whole lot of money, um, they like they love working on their passion projects. They want to start and do something that they love. Why do you want the money? So you can actually do what you love, and so. You could take that path and wait until you have a lot of money to do what you love, or you could just start doing what you love right now. And, uh, because that's what you want to do anyway. So, you, and Alan wants to talk about that too. It's like, well, why spend so much time? Why spend so much time trying to get the money to do what you love by doing something you hate? The only way you can actually be successful is to do what you love because you'll become the best at that because you love it. And so, exactly. So, um, that for me is how like you know how do i fulfill my potential? It's like go out and find out what you love and that for me has been the the, the greatest tool and so however that looks for you is going to be different to others and so it might not be sitting on a bench and meditating it might not be all these things but it's just noticing tapping into yourself as you said and yeah. where does that energy come from every day and and because mm-hmm. you feel more energy when you're in love and you know it's it's a force it's a uniting field it's like it's a tra- It's a, it's incredible. And then you, it's attraction, right? So the law of attraction, you know, this manifesting thing is to, it's just love it really. It's just like, oh, I just love this thing. Therefore I, w- I want more of it. I, d- I desire more of it. I attract more of it because love is an attraction. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you're in love, you attract things to you, you're attracted to someone. So it's about creating that, right? So it's the same thing with your vocation, with work, with what, whatever you do, it's about, um, finding the love in something. And, um, also knowing what what you don't necessarily like or enjoy as well and and yeah. and be and honoring yourself too like actually i don't like spending time here and and that's yeah. what mm-hmm. the human journey is and that the individual journey um because yeah, for true. me <clears throat> consciousness is all of us it's it's ex, it's expressing itself through each mm-hmm. individual mm-hmm. and so it loves everything so i love podcasting so mm-hmm. me podcasting is consciousness exploring podcasting through me <laughs> and then you love psychology mm-hmm. I don't do psychology you do psychology so but in some way we're all doing it all together because Mm -hmm. we're part of that greater collective um so Mm. I wanted to know what your answer to if you have that answer was like well what is how do people tap into their greatest potential and how are you cultivating that within yourself and your clients Mm. um and I guess we can wrap it up with that last question
1: Mm. Mm. I feel I've touched on it in uh, ways of tapping into that part of us that is boundless and uh, part of something bigger than the human body. And presence just keeps coming back as a key, uh, as well as what you said with connecting to what you love, which is the play. And... It's being careful with letting our minds take us to uh, wanting an answer as to one thing that will help us be Mm. that. Because really, when we come back to what we shared, we're here to learn about ourselves, to evolve.
0: So, letting go.
1: So, Mm. yeah, until we die, we have this time. We don't know how much time. But it's it's constant. It's that spiral. It's not it's not linear as mm. we may think to do this, get this degree, then this job, as the normal society has conditioned us, which we've taken in our upbringing. So once you hit a wall, again back to our design, we're going to find a new mountain to climb. Mm. So I don't feel there is.
0: Uh, you don't think you don't think that there's like. Uh, a pursuit in life that is a single mountain? Like, you know, is that...
1: Uh, For me, the single mountain is collective because we're not separate. Mm -hmm. So the collective is that growth. But I I feel like what you're saying is the seed of the vision, like the blueprint that we're given, Mm -hmm. for those who may believe that, which I believe as to our gifts, our astrology, genkies, all of our different layers is part of sharing uh, that gift and letting it be seen, like that blooming in the world. Mm -hmm. I used to think there was one way until I became a psychologist because that was my vision for over seven years and then there was a death with that that I needed to let go and surrender and realise... I'm more than that. So I personally believe it's all of us remembering our divinity and also remembering we're fully human, which is Mary Magdalene's gospel. And I'm not – I wouldn't say I'm a a dedicated Catholic. I was brought up Catholic. However – Without going too deep into that, that could be another podcast. The mainstream, the conditioning even around religion, that never aligned to me whenever I went to church with my nunna on special occasions. Uh, So zooming out of all that conditioning is the teachings from beautiful leaders like Mary Magdalene being one who was also stigmatised and people know other stories about her. But her gospel is what really lit me up and changed the game for me in my path was realising we're fully human and fully divine. Mm. And fully divine is part of what we've been saying around spirit and play and our limitless potential, that we have the ability to co-create our life. That is my belief. Mm. So... Tapping into yourself, back to reflection, back to sitting, back to undoing, back to emptying
0: yeah, is part know, of that. Because this is yeah. where I wanted to take it for a little bit. was You say, like, who do you think you are? Is my, is the, like, you say, coming back to self. Like, yeah. who do you. Okay, so getting in touch with spirit and all this stuff. Like, your perception of who you are, has that changed? And do you think that's. You know what I mean? Like, do you believe that you are just. You said you're more than. Who you are So there's a There's spirit You are divine There is You said humanly divine So Are you saying That you believe That there is a part Of the divine In you Or you are divine Mm. And yeah
1: Yeah I believe We are all Of light And energy And consciousness So I don't see Myself as being Separate from The trees From The Mm. animals From the stars From the planets from the Milky Way and beyond, that's part that's not separate from us. That is us. However, it's learning the expression of that in our unique containers which we call our bodies. Yep. So realising we're the entire ocean, as many people know, have heard that quote. Uh for those that don't, it's realising you are a drop in the ocean. But coming back to the heart being a compass as the leading us Mm. to express that in our own uniqueness, hence diversity is just so beautiful given the different flowers, the different fruits, that's part of that evolution if we're all the exact same, how boring Mm. we wouldn't evolve, we'd actually, we'd die.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So coming back to the theme of evolution is I've, I think what I've realized with people like yourself is that the you've evolved who you think you are. Mm. So there's the biological version of you, right? So that's evolving through time, right? And that's here in the material world. But there's also the evolution of who you are spiritually. And so spiritually, we've also evolved too. And so it means that our perception of who we are and what we are is actually evolving as well. And that is as you said, requires a letting go, requires a death and a rebirth. It's like, well, I thought I was Anthony. Well, <laughs> fuck, you're not. <laughs> you know, you're greater. You're, you're greater than that. And so, it they, And I think what is at the co- the root cause of the Western mm. culture and what's yeah. a- stopping it from from expanding and combining and intertwining with the feminine, mm. let's say, or the is it's uh a f- it's the fear of death. It's afraid to let go of the material and the safe, because that's, that's the father archetype. That's the masculine, it's security, it's safety. Mm. And so what I believe has to happen is Mm. actually letting go and a shedding of that, Mm. not to realize that you aren't that, but Mm. you are that and more. Mm. And, and that's what it's, I think is Mm. what has been asked of us right now, especially Mm. through COVID and Mm. through, um, you know, what's Mm. happening overseas and everything. It's, it's that, essence
1: yeah and back to what we've touched on around that essence it's coming back to earth coming back Ah, to (laughs) our fundamentals of humanness Mm. we're an animal we come back when we feel lost sit when when we're unsure go be nature be with yourself and clarity comes when you strip out when you empty Mm. so when i meditate and my mind's busy because of course it gets busy and my normal strategies or rhythms of breaths and practices that I use aren't working as effectively. I'm not, you know, um, being able to drop and empty. I literally tell myself empty, empty your mind, and I imagine emptying myself. And that, to me, I've found at the moment, and I know that will evolve as I evolve, is that part of just, like, opening Mm. And letting life move through you, which is that high vibration versus feeling like you need to lift everything, carry everything, because that is so draining and...
0: It only sees half the picture.
1: Yeah, and it's really masculine. The feminine is that trust. It's that letting go. It's, like you said, the letting go Mm. piece. Yeah. And the faith, which essentially is faith in yourself. So when you start from within... And move your way out, what you're working on within reflects in your outer reality.
0: Mm. Yeah, it's cultivating like that trust and relationship with the universe as it is you and therefore yeah. trusting the universe as, you know, the universe's urine is going to take care of you sort of thing.
1: Yeah, and it's experience with that. Like, yeah. give it a go. When I was in year nine or ten, I had a dear friend who was suffering from severe depression and she attempted to take her life a few times. That was so confronting as a teenager for me. And she offered a book that started, like, changed my whole Perception, and mm. I believe, was a seed to my journey now as a psychologist and my interest in the deeper underlying meanings and fire within of issues, getting to the fire, treating the fire. As I said, but Louise, hey, her affirmations, oh, yeah. creating a reality. I saw, I experimented. I was like, you know what? I'm going to give it a go. You don't know until you try, <laughs> right? For anyone, but when I say try, don't try one day and be like, oh, it didn't work. You've got to rewire neuroplasticity consistency it's 30 days do it for 30 days and see every single day
0: yeah so wrapping this up with the uh, the C you've um, started something called Freedom C and um, yeah yeah oh yeah we've started something called Freedom C my bad but yeah it feels like I'm interviewing you so it feels like I have to like but um, we've started that but how could like do you want to share a bit more about that and um what other ventures you're in and where people can find you and um what you're up to now
1: yeah i'd love to and i'm glad you said wait because <laughs> <laughs> definitely uh the team and the juices of uh yeah, creativity coming yeah, together <laughs> so uh, part of the letting go has been i'll keep this high level uh part of letting go for me recently in this cycle I've been in is uh, my identity and attachment to being a psychologist and being within guidelines and rules, which of course I I follow in in my awakened business with my clients. However, I had to detach myself, part of myself from that when I'm not working as a psychologist, realising that I'm more than a psychologist Uh, required some mourning, a grieving, and it was really confronting and dark actually for some time to after being trained for so many years in a specific discipline and it being my life to then realise actually I'm more than this. So this is a beautiful example of what we just said about learning more of who you are which is bigger than the labels we put on ourselves or our names Mm. or our families we come from, Uh, Yeah. So part of that letting go came when high-ticket affiliate marketing dropped into my world, which before used to be a trigger. When I saw marketing, I would be like, oh, my God, marketing. Until I started my own business because I realised to be successful in my business, I need to get my word out there, which is through marketing. So I just let go. I trusted it, came through a dear friend that I'd known for years. The signs were there. Again, part of that reflection strategy of noticing not being so set in my ways to be like not nah. being so in the masculine in the mind limits you because it needs certainty it needs to know and if we're forcing to know everything mm.
0: we're which limiting isn't love, by the way. which which isn't which is yeah, love yeah love is letting go
1: yeah, yeah. and the unknown like mm. for all those who are in love and love someone like Really, you don't know what's down in the future. (laughs) Yeah, you've got to trust. Yeah, Yeah, you've got to be present. You've got to enjoy those small moments because who knows? Mm. You don't need to know. And when we try to know everything, we lose our play. We lose the mystery of life and the magic. And in terms of my psychology, next year I'm planning to launch um, community events within that specifically with women and bringing women together in sacred circle for sharing and and creating those those bonds and connections because that has also been missed and that's coming back to our roots and our ancestors as women did when men went out to hunt we'd gather we'd sit we'd hold each other and be there and that's that's definitely what we need more of so more details around the the circles the lineage of the rose will i'll be launching uh on my instagram so awakened underscore mbs and also i'm offering integrative psychology one-to-one sessions in 2024 um with longer, longer duration, uh, to come a deeper dive, I call it because 15 minutes just feels like five minutes. So there will also be that opening in the new year, which is launched on my Instagram and on my website. So Anthony, you'll share that.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> I will share that with you guys, um, in the links in the podcast. So yeah. Uh, thanks for, tuning in live it's been flown like you said fifteen minutes feels like five minutes like <laughs> we've gone for a long time so it's been a pleasure having you on the personal evolution podcast and i want to thank you guys all for listening i hope this was helpful uh like share comments with some stuff below so we can kind of tailor this and shift this more towards what you guys need so yeah
1: thanks so much for having me anthony We've been talking about it yeah. for weeks, so it just fell into place today randomly last minute, but yeah. I love it. So thank you all. Squeeze right before the new year. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Blessings, right.
0: everyone. Sweet, thanks. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to today's episode and for tuning into my podcast. From the bottom of my heart, your support truly means the world to me. If you enjoyed today's episode, if it sparked a new idea, connected you to the world, or simply gave you a greater sense of happiness, I have a small favor to ask. It would absolutely make my day if you could share this podcast with someone you care about, whether it's a friend, a family member, or a colleague. Simply send them a quick text with a link to the episode, introducing them into something that you enjoy that would really, really uh, help me and help the show out. So once again, thank you for your continued support and for being part of this journey with me. Until next time, take care and keep spreading those good vibes. And I'll see you in the next episode.